and now she trying to come back and get us. Nah, baby. You right. You build up that team and you uh show them people what you can't do. Okay. Cause I ain't I ain't working for you, bitch. I'm staying at home. My goddamn kid. <laughs> Period, boo. Welcome to season three of Black at Work. Hey, Anessa. Hey, Dana. Woo woo. <laughs> we missed you guys so much. And oh we're finally God. set up at home. Thank the Lord. Girl. Won't he, <laughs> Won't he do it? We hope you guys like the new website, the new logo, the new Instagram, the new Twitter, the new Facebook, the new show format, new, 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 new. Get into come it. Come on. Come on. New. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we're excited and um, we're excited for you guys to see, you know, what we have in store for you guys. So, just a quick update. Jazz is no longer with us. Um, she's focusing on other projects, and we wish her well. Yes. Shout out to Jazz. Um, yeah, we wish you well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, since we've started the show, we've had so many people reach out to us wanting to be guests to share their experiences, but they weren't in the Dallas area. So now the coolest part about being able to record from home is that now we get to hear from everybody. If you work at the Bojangles in Atlanta. Uh-oh, Bojangles. <laughs> and somebody got you fucked up. We want to hear from you. <laughs> so if you have a podcast microphone, or not just not a podcast microphone, but any microphone, you know, a lot of niggas, a lot of y'all niggas be rapping and stuff. But if you have a microphone and an interesting work-related story, email us at blackatworkpod at gmail.com so that you can be featured in our Down to Business segment. Whether your experience is funny, educational, inspirational, or just messed up, we still want to hear from you. So I'm really excited to open up our doors past the Dallas area. I know. Me too. Like I think that's going to be great. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really good, good, good thing because it's like, dang, we can only reach so far being here right so now it's like like she like dana said y'all at bojangles out of Atlanta. shout out <laughs> shout out to bojangles look, look when ain't nobody got on they uh they mask or they gloves they okay <laughs> honestly our studio has always had this functionality but we didn't trust it so <laughs> i know yeah well like at first it was like oh uh, what do we do do we like record from home like what what do we do so um, I hope, I hope it's, I hope it's just, it's, you know what I've been thinking though? Like everybody been doing stuff at home, like Wendy Williams, you know, you see all these people doing stuff at home. I'm like, people going to get too comfortable. They're going to get used to this and be like, look, I ain't going back to the studio. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so don't let me sound good now. We're going to be doing everything virtual. <laughs> okay. I do miss the studio though. I really do. Yeah, I do too though. I do too. Yeah. We re- we really do miss the studio. So, guys, if you've noticed, we did not start the show with the fuck you letter, and that was on purpose because we got so many fuck (laughs) yous during quarantine that we're going to spend the down to business segment reading you all's hilarious fuck yous. So, right on over to the water cooler. Did you care about Lil Boosie bragging about 
having his son raped again. What? Hold yeah. on. Hold on. Wait. What? I didn't know. Hold on. You got to. What? So do you know any? Do you know any of this backstory at all? No, I don't know. Okay, so Labusi. First of all, he's like the gay Al Sharpton, but in a negative way because every time something gay happens, like he has to be the first one to say something about it. So that's why I think he might be. You know, he probably needs to go to therapy. But anyway, um, <laughs> so <laughs> a while back, he said that um, he was going to make sure that his son wasn't gay by uh, setting him up to have his to have oral pleasures by a female prostitute and so i'm sorry of, come again <laughs> yeah so basically he he had his 12 year old he had his 12 year old son raped by an older lady um so that he can get experience being with a woman appalled and he's bra- he brags about it like he's like yeah i made my son a man so of course, niggas in France is all like, yeah, you know, ain't nothing wrong with that. Because a lot of y'all niggas don't know that y'all, too, have been raped as well. But, okay, that's a different topic. But, um, yeah, so he's he's getting dragged for that. Um, he got dragged for some comments he made about Dwayne Wade's daughter. Um, I do hear about that. And, yeah, so, like, he, like I said, he's like the gay Al Sharpton, but in a negative way. Like, anytime something is happening in the LGBTQIA plus community, he always got something to say. Um, anyway, moving the right the hell along. Khloe Kardashian was rumored to be pregnant, and uh, niggas started clowning her, telling her she owes Jordan Woods an apology and shit. <laughs> <laughs> but turns out, turns out she's not pregnant. So she put out this long Twitter press release talking about it's her life, and if she was pregnant, so what? You guys are being mean. But she didn't think about how mean she was being to Jordan. But anyway. Somebody responded to her like, um, Chloe, I don't understand. You was just on keeping up with the Kardashians talking about you wanted to get pregnant by him again. And he agreed. So now you're saying it's your business. Yeah, that's a problem. Girl, <laughs> you and your family. And you know what's funny? I used to like them when I was younger. Like, I used to think they was bomb, but when I found out they were stealing from black women and lying on black women and doing the crazy, stupid-ass shit that they be doing, what they be calling Kim Kardashian on Twitter? Malkim X. (laughs) (laughs) No, not Malkim X. Girl, like, I never, I've never been a Kardashian family. Like, I never watched their, their shows or anything like that, but... Uh, Tristan Thompson, you know, we've talked about this on the show before, like, girl, bye. She deserves better. Anyway. She really does deserve better. I mean, he is really just a sorry ass. Like... A a sorry ass. Dude, and you want two kids by him? Girl, and can he even play basketball, for real? Like, is there (laughs) Michael Jordan on the court? Or... (laughs) (laughs) I mean... You know what? I'm not up on my basketball knowledge, and my best friend gonna kick my ass for this, but I'm sure he's still... I'm sure he's still playing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sure he's still playing. Yeah. But, I mean, right. Malcolm X. Yes. (laughs) And what else they call her? Uh, Martin Luther Kim. Because, of course, she has some shit to say about um, the whole Ahmaud Aubrey situation. 
Of course. And um, some new information came out today that um, he was um, visiting, well, walking past the construction site of a home. Well, anyway, let me start over. If you guys don't know or have been living under a rock, Ahmaud Arbery was killed February 23rd um, by a white father and son who armed themselves as he was jogging through the neighborhood. A couple of months prior to that, in December, he was seen on a, a security camera footage walking through a vacant construction site home. Um, so, of course, this, these white people, they say that he looks suspicious and, you know, decided to kill him. You know, typical story. It's been going on for weeks. You guys know that. So now it's come out. Um, his uh, mother is saying, fuck that. I want them to have the death penalty, which, thank God. Period. Thank God for that because I feel like black people are always forced to like say oh i i forgive the person that killed my relative you know but the mom was like no fuck that give them the death penalty and i support her a thousand percent um his friends have come out and um just talked about what a good person that he was whatever so this new article that came out today um from the associated press uh clarifies the construction video Basically, he was in there and stopped for a drink of water, guys. That's what it, that's what it is, according to an attorney for the homeowner that owned the home. So it's just like all of this shit was for no reason. I don't care if he stopped in there to pee. I mean, I'm not saying that. You know what I'm saying? But what does me stopping in a construction site have to do with me being killed? Those do not go hand in hand. People are, there are houses being built every day. There are houses being built in my neighborhood. And sometimes if I'm walking, I'll go by and be like, oh, look, look at this. You know, right. like, why can't, I hate when people try to justify, oh, well, they have to find a reason. Oh, well, he was doing this. So, I mean, that's why. No, like y'all hunt, y'all hunt, hunted that man down, killed him. And like you said, I'm I'm down for the death penalty. Period. The uh the the camera footage was from December, and he was murdered in February. Just to give you guys some perspective of what they're trying to link together, they're trying to say, oh, he was so suspicious, but why y'all kill him two months later? Two months Makes later, no sense. girl. Two months later. Wow. So in more white people whiting news, um, <laughs> we have Brianna Taylor who I'm sure you've heard about now. She was the young EMT that was mm -hmm. in Kentucky, shot dead by the Kentucky police inside of her own fucking home by they were trying to serve a warrant to somebody that they already had in police custody. It was a botched police mm -hmm. raid. Um, the Kentucky police have admitted to it being botched, and now her family wants answers, and so do we. I'm tired. So how 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 can y'all explain this? Can y'all explain this to me? And what are y'all doing about it? What's gonna happen? And we're tired. It's it's like it, we we're in the mid, we're in the middle of a pandemic, and then you guys are further terrorizing us by wow. giving us more trauma of this whole we don't have a right to live thing that you guys love so much. It's just super fucked up that we even have to. I, I don't really have the words, honestly. I don't. I don't either. And you said they shot at her how many times? They shot at her 20 times. Eight of them landed. What reason do you need to shoot 20 times? And 
what detective didn't provide information on the ten four? Uh, we have uh, uh, so and so. We have him here in custody. Like, when did y'all like did y'all not get clear communication that he was already there? Like, what's going on? And I want to know what made her so threatening inside of her own home that warranted twenty shots fired in her directions. Like what could what could she have possibly been doing when the police knocked on her door? And she all she she's one of y'all blue lives, nigga. I mean, she part of that clique a little bit, <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> just a smidge. No, I'm just right. playing. I'm just playing. Shout out to all the EMTs out there and the essential workers. We yeah, so appreciate you guys for um, sure. Yeah, for what you guys are doing. Um, but yeah, super fucked up, but more of the same. Um, I, I still don't have the words, but anyway, in coronavirus news, I know, I know (laughs) I saved it for last on purpose. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) According to prepared remarks released to the media, um, the former federal vaccine chief, Dr. Rick Bright is going to tell Congress that the Trump administration was unprepared for COVID-19 and that the pandemic can outpace the Spanish flu if the U.S. government fails to coordinate an effective response. So, I mean, I know a lot of us, I mean, duh, we weren't around when the Spanish flu happened, but I think the first wave of the Spanish flu killed maybe three to six million people. And the second wave killed 20 million people. So it's not looking good. Um, Niggas is also going back outside. I told you um, the other day, I took a ride to um, Balch Springs here in Dallas and stopped at (laughs) Williams Chicken. (laughs) Now, come on, Williams. Come on, Williams. Come on, Williams. Come on now. Okay. And that's exactly what the fuck I got with some fries. And it was good as hell. But none of them niggas had on no gloves, no masks, nothing. And where I live is in Dallas. Um, It's a north suburban area. You can't even go inside of a store without having a mask on like if you roll up in there and they like you don't they don't see no mask they'd be like "Mm -mm -mm, turn your black ass right around Mm -hmm. but down in Balt Springs which is you know maybe 20-30 minutes from where I live nobody's wearing masks nobody's wearing gloves inside that Williams chicken people were coming in and out like it was just like what corona right (laughs) I and that's why I feel like that's part of the reason why we're dying at disproportionate rates because the severity of the virus I guess is not being communicated or not being taken serious or not being enforced in these areas that's a huge thing so it's just one thing after another I feel like you know we're not taking it serious. I feel like it is. I feel like they know it is being communicated to them, but they just going to do what they want to do. Um, I'm dealing with that even in my own home. My own dude don't even want to, like, stay at home. He still want to go see his auntie and his cousin. And I'm like, look. So it's just like, I, I don't understand. Like, I get on Snapchat and see friends and cousins, and they got 25 people over to the house 
Okay, nigga parties. Hello, <laughs> twenty five people over the house. Crab broils, crawfish broils. They doing everything. And I'm just like, nobody got on no mask. Nobody got on. Nobody got on no gloves. And nobody is social distancing. I'm like, are y'all not in the same? Are we not? Are we not in the same world? Because I'm not doing this. Like, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know what it is. You know what's funny? I know like some of you guys who listened to our past episodes and you can see like as the coronavirus was coming down, like we, even us, we weren't taking it as serious as it turned out to be. Like we were just kind of like, what this shit? Yeah. But yeah, no shit guys, this is spreading and it's going to spread it there. There's nothing that can stop it because there's no vaccine or anything or anything that can cure it. So please, 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 my people stay at home, you know, I've had to go off on my mama too, just (laughs) tell tell your old ass relatives to stay at home, your goofy cousins stay at home, I mean, because honestly, and just on a personal level, um, COVID has touched my family, my close friends, people that I know, Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's not going away, so just be careful. Um, but in more COVID news, um, prisons are now having extreme coronavirus problems. Um, there are several activist groups pleading with judges to release nonviolent offenders. Um, this one guy wrote an expose, and I hate that I didn't save it, but I think his prison was in Ohio or something. He said that like 80% of the prison inhabitants had coronavirus. Girl, you lying. Which, no, no, I'm not lying, which is crazy, but... It's crazy, too, because they they are actually letting people out of jail, like your boy um, Paul Manafort. Um, if you guys don't, if you guys remember Paul Manafort, he was sentenced to prison earlier this year. His wife was all in the courtroom talking about what about our children? <laughs> what about Tyrone and them children for getting Hello. ten years for selling weed? But anyway, anyway, um, they released him so that he won't get coronavirus, and he's going to serve the rest of his sis- sis- sentence, which ends in November 2024 at home. Ain't that some fuck shit? Sure. And more white people getting off. Your boy Takashi Six Nine. Before y'all come for me, I know he's not white, but he's white. Don't play. Y'all what is he? White. He is white, ain't he? He's he's a white Mexican. Oh. Like he's like you know how they have the different ethnic groups. Like Takashi, for me, he's a little bit t- carried away because he be saying nigga and all that, and I don't. I don't play that shit. But anyway, they let his black ass out of jail. And of course, he's trolling. He's talking shit. He had the most Instagram. He blew up Instagram when he went live. Mm-hmm. Basically defending snitching and shit. Talking about, well, they snitched on me, so I'm snitching. I'm like, what is going on? Like, I feel like I'm in an alternate universe. Like, the shit is, that's happening now is <laughs> like, what is this? We got niggas snitching okay our president is on crack we got um men out here getting their 12 year old sons raped um white people walking into homes killing people for no reason again and then white people killing people running through neighborhoods on on a reason again like i feel like the whole world's just on some other shit Girl, period. And that's going back to that Takashi 69 thing. The thing that gets me, they had, like you said, they had like what, 2 million plus viewers or whatever on his live. The, I'm 
baffled at what entertains people these days. Like y'all really sitting up here, two million of y'all are sitting up right. here entertained by this man sitting up here talking about all this BS with a lace front on, with a colorful lace front on that old boy did from the city girls do his hair. I don't know. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's a real lace front. I heard I heard it was lace front. That is a lace front. And he looked a little, I don't know what happened to him up in prison, but he was, you know, flying flying his little lace front. I'm about tongue out. <laughs> you look too happy. Um, looking like the no rest challenge. But girl, yeah, I was oh, like no. <laughs> girl, I can't. I'm just like, y'all are too I, I have no interest in him or anything. So, me neither. Like, don't even talk about that nigga. But um, y'all stay indoors. The New York Please. Times reported that 25 million more people left their house this week other than prior weeks since more cities are opening back up. Stay safe so your family members be safe. And that's it for the new water cooler. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. So, as promised, today for our Down to Business segment, we are going to read all of these fuck yous that you guys have submitted since we have been on hiatus. So, um, the first fuck you comes from our coworker E. Hey, E. Hey, E. He says, hey, y'all. I stumbled across the show last fall, and I have been tuned in ever since. It's refreshing to hear from y'all each week and get a good laugh. Now on to these stupid-ass cheapskate, nosy-ass, where are some motherfuckers I work for? Come on. (laughs) So I'm a front desk supervisor at a hotel. Last October, the property was bought by a new company. These bitches didn't have any benefits, no health insurance. We're supposed to have paid time off, but I ain't seen shit of it at all for us to accept that we had a motherfucking job still. So basically, they didn't have any benefits. They just wanted them to be happy they had a job. Fuck that. Yeah, please. Right. Then they always got some new shit they implementing because the they the kind that just pull shit from their ass because they're so stupid and want folks to fuck up so they can fire them. They worried about what the front desk staff is doing, but y'all not worried about the director of sales, Big Wyatt. <laughs> Big Wyatt? <laughs> but y'all not worried about the director of sales, Big Wide White Ass, not bringing in any fucking clients. <laughs> wide like clump (laughs) big wide white ass come on big wide white (laughs) she don't do shit but sit in her office being nosy so she can go snitch to the owners see bitch that's why you got that dry ass cough she also (laughs) she also the reason right she got the rona she also the reason one of the front desk girls got fired. She couldn't stand her and was in the damn owner's ear 24-7. It's a special place in hell for white women like her because they just fuck with black people and expect to get away with it. Nah, motherfucker, you got the right ones here. Now the owner's incompetent asses are trying to install a camera in the back office in case there's an emergency. Now this camera looks like it's just piercing your fucking soul every time you back there and 
bitch, what emergency gonna happen back there? I know, right? <laughs> Ain't nobody in this hotel due to the damn COVID-19. You motherfuckers just want to watch the niggas on camera and hear what we saying so y'all can fire us and bring in y'all own people. I hope you motherfuckers tune in one day when we're talking about all three of your asses and get your feelings hurt. Sorry ass motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Coworker, I love you. Yeah. Hope, <laughs> hope the occupancy drop enough in this bitch so I can have a vacation and fill out more applications. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to all of you ladies, much love and success. Thank you, Aww, coworker. Thank you. And he he also he, he attached a picture of the camera and I swear to God, it looked like one of them um some kind of chill like somebody's watching me. <laughs> okay, like first of all, I don't need y'all. What if I'm back here picking my nose? What if right. I'm back here like I don't need can you just imagine having a camera at our desk at work? I don't need I don't need y'all watching me. I don't need y'all seeing what I'm doing. Like Come on now, move along. Exactly, because I'm finna steal all these pens and sticky notes <laughs> and K-cups. And <laughs> Girl, for real, you know, K-cups, curate cups. <laughs> on the real, that's probably why they put that camera back there on y'all ass. Y'all back there stealing paper clips and shit. <laughs> I'm just playing. Nah, that's hella, that's hella um, fucked up that they did that. But yeah, they, they on some sneaky shit. They always are. Right. They always oh, are. Um, and shout out to you, E. And fuck those people you work with, just like you said in the body of your email. Right. <laughs> Make sure they listen to the podcast. <laughs> That's right. Change their goddamn life. Right. That's funny. So, this is an update from one of our coworkers. She says, Hey, booze. Hey, girl. Just wanted to send an update on my fuck you. Fortunately, since sending this email, I've actually officially received my promotion and will now be the director of client services at my company. Come on, director. Yes, she says, I start my new role on Monday, but it's still fuck them for making me wait so long. If I was a Becky, I would have been a senior VP already. LMAO. <laughs> you right. Anyway, missing you guys so much and hoping you all are staying safe and healthy. Oh my gosh. Thank that, you. Thank you, girl. And shout out to you for um being promoted to the director of clients. I always love them, them titles that got director of clients, services, and ah, da, 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 da. come on now. Right. An important bad bitch. Right. Okay. But yeah, shout out to you, girl. I'm so happy that you got a promotion. And um, even though, you know, you know that they, they like to, you know how they like to do us. They would have already been Becky. You right would have already been a senior VP, but that's okay. You still got your, you still got your blessing. So we're gonna receive it inside out them motherfuckers. When you walk into work every day, be like, mm-hmm, yeah, I got this job, bitch. Right. Okay, guys. So our next fuck you is from our coworkers, um, and she definitely does not want us to use her name. She says, "Hey, ladies, I just want to give a fuck you to my boss. We can come his." <laughs> Now, this is funny. She said, we can call his dumbass Fred. Now, when she said that, I immediately imagined Fred Friendstone. <laughs> Hold on now. I like Fred now. Well, we're going to call his dumbass Fred. 
Fred is annoying as hell. I left a large company to go to a small company and Fred is my new boss. The money was right. And I thought I would have the opportunity to make a bigger impact with the new smaller company. Emphasis on thought. I actually thought wrong. Fred is the definition of a motherfucker with book sense and no damn common sense or people skills. I love reading letters from y'all because I always read them in a black ass voice. I know, right? (laughs) He's never wrong, defensive, and he is just immature as hell. Every day we start our day with a quick team meeting. I was two minutes late one day, and when I got on this virtual meeting, I could tell they, Fred, and my other three teammates had been talking shit. I was like, okay, let me see what the fuck they were talking about because they're all mm-hmm. smirking and shit. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had I been running a weekly meeting the pre- previous three weeks. In this upcoming week, another coworker was going to relieve me and run that meeting. Fred, my boss, says, hey, Ben, why don't you tell everyone how much you love Kiara's slides for that weekly meeting? The group starts laughing except for my black ass. I'm like, I know this motherfucker did not. (laughs) I showed Ben's punk ass the presentation four weeks prior and he had no comment but started talking shit to everyone about, about it behind my back. So, of course, my petty ass thanked him for sharing his sentiments when I asked him prior to the meeting starting. But more importantly, why the hell is a manager being messy and stirring up shit? Oh. You listen to this show, you know about you know know that's what they do. In addition to being messy, Fred is a control freak. Damn. It's him and Big Bird, like best (laughs) guy. He literally cannot delegate a fucking thing without putting his hands on it. I'm not talking about feedback that a manager should give. His ass will literally assign you something and tell you to run with it, then do it himself instead of articulating what he actually wants. We have meetings with other teams in the office and make agreements about an hour after the meeting, after that meeting. Fred changes his mind and does what the fuck he wants without talking to anyone. Then has the nerve to look at everyone else like they're crazy when they question it. Ain't that some privilege for your ass? Anyway, fuck Fred for <laughs> fuck Fred receding hairline, having ass, and being college ass too. I hope y'all are safe and welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Kiara. Our co-workers reads be everything. They be everything. Y'all be reading these people wide white. Wild white ass, and she got on hairline receipt. Sure. Be coming with it, okay? Our niggas be reading these people to sleep. <laughs> Fuck you, right? For real. That sounds just like Big Bird. Just like Big Bird. And oh, what was you about to say, Dana? I was just about to say, should we give an update on Big Bird while we're at it? Yeah, we can. That's that's actually a, a great segue. <laughs> Okay, so, well, you guys who listen to our show, especially, like, from the beginning, you know, me and Anessa, we we work with this lady who is described exactly like Fred in Kier's letter, but, um, yeah, so our company, uh, due to COVID-19, has made some changes, um, as you guys know, Anessa was moved to another team, um, and I was put on furlough, um, for a couple of months. Um, 
And unfortunately, Big Bird got laid off, guys. <laughs> All that karma came back and bit her in the ass. In the wide, white ass. <laughs> Okay, so I know we're going off topic, but we, we got to tell them how we found out how she got laid off. Okay. You, yeah, you got to tell it because you was there. I was late. I was Girl, late today. Like Dana said, we they, our company has made a whole bunch of changes and um, furloughs, layoffs, salary cuts, which I'm a product of. I wish Dana's blessed. I wish I was in her shoes. Y'all know I love my job so much. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but no, anyway. So, mind y'all, I'm on another team. Y'all already know I'm on a, another team. I'm three months into this to this new team. I'm not on her team anymore. And I get a calendar invite out of the blue um, with her and, like, 12 other people from our passing, which is Dana's team that she's on currently, um, or that she was on before she got furloughed or whatever. And I'm like, why are they including me on a team meeting <laughs> if I'm not on their team? So, I'm like, okay, whatever. So, of course, I get on the meeting. And everybody gets on. Hi, everybody. How's everybody been doing? Of course, I'm on mute and I'm silent. I ain't saying a word. Uh, and uh, Big Bird is like, well, I think Dana was like the last. I think you hadn't got on yet. She was like, well, we have enough. We have enough people on now. So I'll tell you guys why I've um, put this meeting together. And then there's a long pause, a dramatic pause. <laughs> I feel so bad at laughing at someone's misfortune. No, you guys, if anybody deserved something like that to happen to them, it was her. This girl was malicious. She used to do spiteful shit to get people fired. She's gotten people fired. She's made people quit. Mm -hmm. She used to just, she's like a mean girl. Like, manipulative. yeah, manipulative. She's like the Gretchen Wieners of our company. Like she, she likes to have a whole like posse of people behind her, and she has a whole bunch of yes people. Mm-hmm. But that does not work for a bitch like me. So me and her had several, several issues. I mean, if you want to hear, if you want to go back and hear like the plight of one of our issues, um, what episode was that? That was the one that uh, living for the city. Go listen to like the first. 10 minutes of that and you'll see why I like I hate this bitch so much but like (laughs) yeah I joined the meeting actually I joined the meeting 10 minutes late and when I got there they were on some other shit like they were all like fuck I'm I'm look I'm pretend like I work for McDonald's they were like fuck McDonald's we don't give a fuck about McDonald's Mm -hmm. Look for a new job. Don't trust McDonald's. And I'm just like, is this the same? Are these the same motherfuckers? Exactly. Like- <laughs> exactly. I'm like, oh, Bitter Becky's coming out. Bitter Becky. Bitter Becky. Like, it was Bitter Becky on 25. Okay. No, I could not believe the hate. And also, our director, a.k.a. Robert E. Lee's grandbaby. Who <laughs> knows about him? Yes. He also got laid off. So he was part of that drama that I had with them. So, mm-hmm. you know. And he didn't do shit. He did not do shit. But he brag about do- being Robert E. Lee grandbaby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, 
hey, she, Dana at first was like, no, I feel bad. I'm like, girl, she got exactly what was coming to her. She's manipulative. And then at the end of the call, she was like, what, what, she put that call together to be manipulative because she's going to be a manager at another job where she has to, she got another job and she's going to be another manager where she has to build up a new team. So basically she got on there and tried to put bugs in people's ear like, F this company and now y'all need to come work for me. No. Right, because she wants a posse. She wants people to come follow her so she can boss people around and just feel good about herself. How fucking low does your self-esteem have to be for you to get off on shit like that? Mm -hmm. She she probably lied um, and embellished and was like, oh yeah, I have a network of people that I can bring and I can do this and I can do that and build up a team and now she's trying to come back and get us. Nah, baby. You right. you build up that team and you uh show them people what you can't do. Okay, because I ain't I ain't working for you, bitch. I'm staying at home, with my goddamn kid. <laughs> Period, boo. Um. Anyway, so yeah, y'all, f her. Um. So our next f you. This is from our coworker. I'm not gonna say her name because I don't know if she wants us to say her name, but she says. Hi, ladies. Hey, we're hey. First, let me say, I miss listening to y'all, especially now during quarantine. Oh, we back, girl. We back. (laughs) I want to give several fuck yous to my VP, director, and manager. Okay, in spring 2019, my dad died from terminal cancer. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I went on intermittent FMLA leave shortly before he died. I never abused FMLA and always kept my two-faced manager in the loop. Okay. After my dad's funeral, I got back to work just in time for Q2 review. My coworkers thought it was too soon and maybe it was, but black folk are conditioned to think we have to work through everything. At my review, my director said I needed to step it up and blame my accounts for why he missed budget. I was pissed. My fake-ass manager sat there quiet. She knew all the trauma I experienced caring for my dad, but they needed a scapegoat. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Then, I made the mistake of talking to my VP about my review. Her response, all she heard was excuses, and I needed to separ- separate business from personal, regardless of the circumstances. Girl... Okay. I told her that management failed to have a contingency plan. And ever since then, they've been overly critical of my work and refused to promote me. So fuck you. Because if I was a white coworker, our conversation and my review would have been, would have went differently. Fuck you for overlooking me for promotions while promoting my white counterparts of whom I trained. And fuck you for firing my only other black female coworker and friend. Best sister anonymous. Girl, and you hit the nail right on the fucking head. If you hadn't been a Becky, they would have been like, oh, Becky's father died. He had terminal cancer. It's so sad. You know, we had had a coworker who her her son got a cold literally every two, every, every two days. And Big Bird was always like, oh, go home and be with your son. So this is more of that. Fuck, um, girl, so much of this shit. That your letter pissed me off. You know that meme of Elmo behind a a fire 
Have you ever seen that where uh-uh. he's like Elmo is on fire? That's how I feel about this letter. Like I just want to <laughs> set everybody on fire. Your yeah. VP, the director, the manager. Like they how fucking insensitive are you? My dad passed away from terminal cancer and I'm working through it. Becky probably would have took off for six weeks and, Hello? and not said, I'm working through the shit and y'all know my work is going to suffer because of the mental thing. Like how I am a human. I am not a robot. I can't come in here and, and, and work and keep my mind focused solely on work while I'm at work. I'm not a robot. And like, for you to expect that of me, it's fucking ridiculous. Like I, ugh, ugh, girl, fuck these letters. Fuck these people. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Got us over here all worked up and wrapped up. That's some, that's, that's fucked up. Like, like you said, like my dad died, like in, we had, I was, you took the words right out of my mouth because that girl, you already know her name. I ain't gonna say her name. She had issues after issues after issues. But let me and Dana come up in there 10 months, 11 months pregnant, a year pregnant. <laughs> baby, right, my, my baby's been five months old in my stomach. I'm coming in there slain and they wouldn't have let, you, you think they would have let us out? Girl, if we going into labor, they be like, no, you didn't like, no. But if, if it's a white folks, they be, oh my God, oh my God, take off, do a leave of absence. Like they be encouraging that shit. Y'all, we literally had to make picket signs and protests outside the job just so that Anessa could get a special cheer for her back when she was pregnant. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> my big pregnant white, white, no. <laughs> like I don't need I should not have to get no letters I shouldn't have to get no approvals I'm pregnant like and I'm sure uh Jennifer I mean I'm just calling out a name who was pregnant over there who was doing April didn't have to do all of that like it's just it's sad I and um RIP and rest in peace to your father and I hope you know that pain I don't even know that pain but I know that never goes away so I mean, they're really yeah, fucked most up. definitely, most definitely, and fuck, fuck all of them for real. And yeah. I, you know what? I hope that you can elevate past these people, get mm-hmm. you another job somewhere else, and be calling the shop. And hopefully, one day they'll show up in your motherfucking office looking for a damn job. Yes, bitch. for real. And you say no, but thank you, girl, for your yeah, thank you letter. so much. Okay, so our next. Fuck you. It's from our coworker. Oh, and she said we can't say her name. And I think it's okay. <laughs> First of all, before you tell us we can say your name, you should put some phonics in this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so we can know how to pronounce it. Um First of all, it's a it's it looks like a really pretty name and I don't want to fuck it up. I want to call you Jasherika or Jasherika or what sounds pretty? I love, I love how Dana says, or Jasherika. <laughs> Come on, Jasherika. <laughs> okay, well, your name is Jasherika. I'm sorry, Jasherika or Jasherika. Girl, please write us back and tell us how to pronounce this because right. I have to know now. I have to right. know. It's a pretty name. I, I'm looking at it, how it's Gorgeous. spelled. It's it's a gorgeous name okay so anyway (laughs) she says hey girls i love 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 your show thank you princess thank you 
It's really been my thing now that I'm working from home, but I wanted to write to y'all about my stingy, tired co-workers. Y'all ain't got no good news for us. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> okay, she says, First of all, they can't do nothing by themselves. They need my help for everything. And when I say everything, these little knuckleheads can't even tie a shoe. I'm sure of it. Damn, that's dumb. Uh -uh. Dumb as fuck. (laughs) Um, Anyway, every day I'm late doing my assignments because I have to make sure they're good and doing their work. Do you think they ever reach out and ask me if I need help with my work? No. They spend most of the day hanging out and being lazy, playing and cracking jokes with each other and literally doing no work. Oh, and every day it's a new problem for me to solve. They don't even try to figure it out themselves. They just call my name 64,000 times a day. Uh Uh-uh. We ain't putting up with this slavery. And soon... Soon as lunchtime comes around, they want to know if I cooked. What? What? And can I... Wait, hold on. Soon as lunchtime comes around, they want to know if I cooked and can I feed them. Oh, <laughs> yes, I'm talking about my damn kids. <laughs> oh, God, this is hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm gonna pray like this, motherfuckers. Yeah, is terrible. For real. Girl, this is hilarious. I'm like, they dumb. They can't touch you. <laughs> I'm sorry, little baby. Right. That was a good one. She said, this is not a F you, but they need to get the heck on. I'm about to fly away and change my re- my name to Robisha. <laughs> or, or wait, is it Robisha? No. You need to put a phonics right. on the name. Right. <laughs> All the names you submit. <laughs> but anyway, she says, I'm about to fly away, change my name to Robisha, and live on an island. Lord, please get rid of the Rona. I'm ready to go back to work. Can you believe it? I'm actually ready to be microaggressed every day. Ha! <laughs> Love you, ladies. Jessica. Oh, co-worker. I love that. I, I love that. I love that. Dana was like, do y'all not have anything good for us? <laughs> right. And I'm like, your co-workers is terrible. These, these niggas asking you if you right. could. If you could. Wait, <laughs> right. I'm like, dang, how well do they know you? I was like, they sound like your kids. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And please let us know your name, girl. Yes, yeah. 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 Write us back and tell us how to pronounce that because it's that's so, a pretty name. It it's is. So pretty. It's so funny because you see memes and everything. Everybody is like, can we please open the schools back up because <laughs> I'm tired of my kids. Like, girl, that's funny. It's crazy. But I'm not tired of, well, my kids aren't school age either, but I haven't been tired of them. You know, I have seven month old twins for those who may be new or don't know. And, uh, you know, they're a load of fun. Like, I I feel like if I was single with no children during this time, I'm not sure if I would have handled it well mentally. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. I don't think that because, and you know what, honestly, I'm used to being alone a lot, like, especially when I was living alone and single and didn't have kids or whatever. Um, but I, I still don't think that 60, 90, 120, 18 months of lockdown 
would have done my mental health any good, even going to therapy. So mm-hmm. I thank God for my kids. Like, they keep me entertained. They are funny as hell. Like, I don't know whose kids are these. I'm about to take them back to the hospital because they acting like they don't like Beyonce. But, you know, <laughs> I'm going to give them a couple of more years. You know, I'm going to turn on love on top when they're about two or three and see how they react. But if not, they're going back to Medical City. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, I feel the same way. If I didn't have my man and my baby, I would be going crazy because I was by myself too. But um, I ain't going to lie. I I texted my mama today and was like, you sure you don't want to keep your grandson? Okay. She was like, but it's too much of a risk. I'm like, oh, Lord, Jesus. No, that's not grandma. Uh uh-uh. uh. That's y'all new grandma ass excuse. No. Hey, right. What happened to the old grandmas that love keeping the kids? They had all the cousins. These grandmas too fly. Because even my mama, she be too popping. She be out in the streets too much to be babysitting. She ain't no real grandma. She ain't about that life. <laughs> she ain't no real grandma, right? These new age. You ain't no real one. Right. You ain't no real grandma. <laughs> For real, but yeah. It's time for the break room. It's the break room. It's the break room. What you going do? Girl, we finna spill all the tea. Hey, hey, it's the break room. What you going do? It's been a minute. Like, oh my gosh. So, um, of course, I have been missing y'all because y'all know I love to talk to y'all about. Y'all know I love Get Your Life, RHOA, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Did you watch Dana? Did everybody watch? Did y'all watch the first part of the um of the reunion? The Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion? Yes. Did you enjoy it being virtual? Because I did not enjoy it being virtual. I liked it more than I thought I would. Really? I thought I was going to hate it. But I think the producers did a really good job of muting people and like focusing in on who was talking or whatever uh one thing that i hate is how fucking prepared kenya's ass was when i tell you this raggedy bitch draw like dragged nini's ass to hell with the read she really fucking did like and i it was such a good read you had to give that bitch her props but Right. Yeah, I thought it was, you know what? I hate that it's not in person because I feel like, okay, no, actually, go go ahead and give the recap, friend. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you good. So one thing I did not like, I did not like it being virtual. Um, I would have rather, I mean, they can't do it in person, but I mean, of course, they can't do it in person. But I felt like it was too much talking over each other. I felt like I couldn't hear, especially at the end of the reunion, uh, at the end of episode, uh, at the end of part one, I couldn't understand what nobody was saying. And they were trying to get a really good point across. But they talked about um, Nene. They talked about Nene this whole time. And they, I, didn't, I felt like none of the topics were relevant to what was what happened in the reunion. I know we still have a couple more parts to go, but still, like they were they brought up Nene and Wendy. Which had nothing to do with the show. Um, you know, they talked about how Wendy, did you see on Wendy Williams when she was like, um, Nene is that that girl over there. Um, I heard about it. And so they were like, she read her, but or that's not really her friend. Okay, we, Wendy is not on 
on this platform. <laughs> That's my right. friend outside of this. Why are we even talking about that? But yes, Kenya did read her. Okay, talking about she looked like a drag queen. She don't know if she watching a uh, episode of uh, what did she say? An episode of Real Housewives of a White Chicks. <laughs> Baby, as soon as she said that. I had to call the undertaker because, bitch, I was dead. That's, that's exactly what the fuck I was thinking. I was like, now, why Mimi got on this ghost face ass? She over here looking like like a member of White Chicks. That was so fucking funny. She's talking about, well, we definitely know your sons are yours because they look exactly like, like you. you. I'm like, oh, oh. Damn. She did read Nene, but I still don't like her ass. But she did read Nene. And Nene was over it, y'all. She she shut down her laptop. Um, and I watched her on YouTube. She like did this, you know, I'm gonna tell y'all what really happened. And she says she was over it. They was talking about her too much. And so she was like, um, she went to the bathroom, but then on the episode, she was like, I had to change my tampon. <laughs> did y'all see that? I'm like, what? Did you have to provide us with all the information? Girl, she's so damn silly. She she was just over it for that moment. She was. But, uh, you know what irritated me about the reunion? I don't like Eva. I figured out I don't like Eva from this reunion. She is so fake. Oh, mm-hmm. It's so back and forth and yeah. wishy washy. Go ahead, Mm-mm. talk about it. No, you good. So on um on the reunion or whatever, you know they they brought up a lot of questions and one specifically they brought up the Portia Candy situation and how she talked about um how uh what's the little girl name? What's the little baby name? Why well, I can't think of the little girl name right now? Oh, baby. Portia's Portia PJ. baby. PJ. How PJ looked like Dennis with a bow. Child. And she was, and you know, at that time, she was upset because she was like, well, Portia need to be worried about her C-section that she just had, her C-section cut that she just had. And then she backpedaled, remember, on the show, and she was like, no, I, I never said that. Okay, we have a clip of you actually saying that, that you need to be worried about the blogs and what's going on with Dennis. Um, And so then she talks about... um. And I, I, I agree with you. She's very fake. She goes back and forth. One minute she says she don't say nothing. Then the next minute she talking about, well, I don't remember saying that. Then the next minute she remembered. Girl, like, okay, like, Eva, figure it out. What you gonna be? You gonna be on this side of the fence or this side of the fence? You gonna remember or you ain't gonna remember? Anyway, her and uh, Portia got into it. And Portia was like, say my child's name one more time. Say it one more time. <laughs> I'm virtually gonna oh, God. Be <laughs> Oh God, and it be like that. Like anybody speaking on your children now that I'm a mom, yeah. that's just that's like, oh, you trying to die today? Like that's what that's that's what that reads to me. I like don't speak on nobody's kids in no way, shape, or form or fashion. Don't mention my kids. Don't bring them up in conversation on some negative shit mm-hmm. ever, 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 bitch. Or that show throw. So I feel Portia's passion there, and Eva does deserve a slap for that shit. She's so fake. And did you hear that part when she was like, yeah, I said it. I just forgot I had said it, bitch. Now I've been pregnant and I've had pregnancy brain, but if I'm talking shit, much. I know, I remember the shit that Hello. I talk. You know what you said. And my thing is, why do y'all, why do y'all backpedal? You know that we have clips of it. So why don't you just go ahead and be honest? That's what I don't get. And then they go run the clip and make you yeah, look stupid. So what's the point of that? Anyway, 
um, they 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 denounced or not denounced or they pronounced Candy as the new bone collector because Sheree ain't there. It was so funny because watch what happened live. Watch what happens live with Andy Sheree was on Watch What Happens Live after the reunion. And Sheree, he, uh, Andy asked Sheree, well, do you think, Kenya said that she thinks she thinks that Nene uh, practiced or paid somebody to write her reads. And Sheree was like, I wouldn't put it past her. Girl, yeah. Sheree was like, I wouldn't put it past her. Um... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. She said that Nene pays somebody to write her reads? Yes. Yes. Nah. One thing, Nene is a whole, whole lot of things, but one thing that she is, and y'all can't take away from her, she's fucking funny. She knows how to read, and she's been reading bitches on this show before they even got the type of money that they have. So I don't even see the point of her even needing to do that. Um, <laughs> but if she was doing it, it's probably some some queen down in Atlanta. Hello? <laughs> like these, these bitches up. Who she needs to hire is the motherfucker who's writing the um the headlines on Bossip. Have you ever read have you ever read Bossip? I mean, a long time ago. I haven't looked at it recently. Girl, they, they headlines be fucking mm-hmm. hilarious. <laughs> you know, if I wanted to pay somebody to read somebody for me, it's gonna be uh-huh. the nigga that's writing Bossip uh, headlines. <laughs> that shit is funny. Y'all the people who know Bossip know what I'm talking about. Right. But anyway. Well, yeah, so the new, the the second part is coming on this Sunday, so on Bravo, so make sure y'all watch that, and we're a little late, but that's okay. Uh, we'll talk about it. <clears throat> but I do want to mention, y'all know I told y'all that I was going to start watching more of the franchise of Real Housewives, period. And so Real Housewives of Beverly Hills just started the new season, and the only reason why I'm watching it, because it is whitey whitey white white, um, is because Garcelle is on there. Garcelle, y'all may know her as Fancy from Jamie Foxx Show. She's on there. She's bringing a whole different vibe, a different, you know, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to support Garcelle because I love her. Uh, it's so messed up because her husband, her ex-husband, was cheating on her for five years and she had no idea. She has two kids by him. He was cheating on her for five years. She, um, she asked one day for his phone, took his phone. He had a text that said, I love you. She was like, what's this? And he admitted that he had been having an affair on her for five years. So she has a really good story, um, and I'm watching that. So if y'all want to watch that, that comes on on Wednesday nights on Bravo. Shout out to my um, Haitian sister, Garcelle Beauvais. Um, She is so beautiful and just so amazing. Like, her smile is just infectious, and I'm sure she's bringing it to the show. Um, And she, she has a set of twins, too, right? Yes, they are twins. Yes. I'm like, are they twins? Yeah, they're twins. Yeah, yeah she yeah. has twins. So shout out to my fellow Haitian and my fellow Ooh. twin mom, Fancy. Ooh. But yeah, I, you know what? Because you're watching it, I might tune in because I, I don't mind white drama. Girl, they got so much money, it don't make sense. They be arguing about the little pettiest stuff that don't even matter. But um, but yeah, she's bringing Will Smith's wife on the new ex-wife, excuse me, not Jada. Uh, I can't remember her name. Cherie, I think is her name um, on the next episode. So she's bringing a different type of, you know, she bringing us up on in there. Uh, but anyway, so for a Love & Hip Hop update, y'all know I got to give y'all Love & Hip Hop updates. Love & Hip Hop Atlanta is on right now, but it just stopped because of the coronavirus. So it's like no more episodes. There's no season finale. There's no reunion. Um, that's crazy. And it's been so funny, y'all. Love & Hip Hop Atlanta. I don't know. Look, Dana like. <laughs> 
Girl, I do not care. I'm so sick of these niggas. How do y'all watch that? I've tried. I have tried. Like, they just be standing behind a green screen. Yeah, I'm going to the studio today, working on my music. (laughs) And it'd be like, you never hear about these niggas. Like, y'all been working on y'all music on Love & Hip Hop for a decade. Like, I don't know, but I ain't mad they offer shit. And you know what's so funny? It's so funny because this one of the girls, Akbar, uh, who's Candy's cousin, she, I'm the queen of Atlanta, I'm the queen of Atlanta, where are your hits at? Where are your billboard? Where is your billboard uh, hit at? How are you the queen of it? And Spice, who's the uh, dance reggae, you know, person on there. Um, she's like, where are y'all hits? Y'all, everybody's arguing to be the queen of Atlanta, but nobody ain't got no hits. So, like, girl, it's it's just, I watch it because it's so entertaining and it's funny and I like to see them. Uh, if, it ain't, if it ain't me in the drama, I'm with it. So, uh, Love Hip Hop Hollywood, though, Princess filed for divorce. Did you see that? I am actually very shocked that she did. And no, I didn't. You just told me. I'm shocked. Because, you know, I talk shit about her all the time when you, you bring her up. I'm like, <laughs> she ain't leaving that nigga. And, then I, yeah. and I, honestly, I still don't think she is. But, you know, I guess the papers are filed. Whatever. They do a lot of stuff for clout or for you know how they TV. for tv so you, did you, you ever know. watch their argument on i Zeus? never watched it did you watch it girl fuck no what was the point i was gonna do that anyway anyways y'all have y'all been watching these lives okay since we've been in quarantine the new thing since can't nobody go on no tours and no concerts all of this the live, the last live that just came on on what was that Saturday was Jill Scott versus Erica Badu. Did you watch it, Dana? Um, I watched some of it. Yes, girl, I had my wine. I had oh, my yeah. candles lit. Girl, I was here for it and ready. I did like some incense because I was, you know, I just wanted to catch a vibe. A yeah. little bit. I, I love both of them. Like they were just yeah. two black queens representing. They weren't hating sure. on each other. Like when Jill played one of her hips, er, hips, hits, Erica was jamming and vice versa. And Jill is so fucking pretty. Oh my Isn't God. Isn't she? She's Girl, so she is, and so she was high as a kite. On, on, on I want to add to that. Come on, Jill. Jill, Jill was high, and uh, and um, uh, Erica was drunk. And right, I was here for it. Yeah, um, they did good. Yeah, they did. And Teddy Riley versus Babyface. Did you watch that? Everybody was clowning him. I know y'all probably thought Girl, that. that was so. Nah, yes, I did watch that. That was so fun. I watched the first one. Now, for y'all that. <laughs> don't know or maybe know there were two a baby face versus teddy riley now the first one i don't know teddy riley was like quarantine what he had a whole motherfucking three-piece band behind him background singers dancers steppers a whole cheerleading match a football team he also had the whole cast of the real house of potomac in the back like he just was doing too motherfucking much and then his audio sucked <laughs> they collapsed him. The memes were life. They were hilarious. They were hilarious. But the new um it's another live coming on. Nelly versus Luda. For all y'all that's yep. for the 99 in the 2000s. I'm I'm have on my big ass um 
uh, what is it? My big ass Cardinals fitted. Uh, cap. Look, how 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 is it gonna be big ass in a fitted cap? But my Cardinals fitted cap with my my St. Louis uh, Cardinal shirt. Right, come on, under the, under the mama, yeah, yeah. I'm be my oh, little okay. doing the Nina Pop. Hey, yeah, come on, Winnie. Yeah, so we all have to watch that. I think that. When do you know when that's coming on, Dana? Well, actually, you guys are listening to this on Monday, so that has already oh, yeah. passed. It has already passed. We're recording this on a Friday. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, well, we'll watch that and then we'll talk about it. But so, Dana, what are you listening to in quarantine? You know, Drake's new album came out. Did you like it? I haven't heard it yet. Uh, okay. I know, friend. <laughs> you know I love I know. Drake, but nah, you good. I haven't listened to it yet. But I'm, I'm. Cause I've been I've been on a different vibe lately, right. so I haven't really been wanting to listen to that. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of Moneybag. I say this all the damn time. Come on, Moneybag. This bitch, I always listening to Moneybag. <laughs> but um, there's this other girl that I discovered. Cause you know, Apple Music makes these curated playlists based on you know stuff that they think that you like, mm-hmm. and I discovered this girl called Alina Baraz, and she has an album called "It Was Divine." It's so beautiful. She has Smino on there, Khaled, Black or Slick Slack, however you want to call him, and Nas. Um, beautiful, beautiful music, and such a relatable album. Um, all the songs are pretty as hell. Um, I've also been listening to uh, this girl named Kiana Lede. Oh, yes, I love her. You do? Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, yeah I, I just started listening to her, so I'm all about it. And I've been playing Summer Walker's Clear EP like on repeat like crazy. She got a new EP? No, this is old. Oh, oh, okay. Um, it's the clear EP, the one where she has um, put it on my grave and riot on there. Like I've just been playing that like constantly, and okay. a whole bunch of Janae Eco and my husband, <clears throat> Big Crit, put out a um, <laughs> he put out a little small three three um, song EP. I guess it's an EP. It's called Thrice X. So I've been listening to to my husband. You know I gotta support our dreams, um, <laughs> girl. <laughs> and of course the Savage remix. Yes, Meg Thee Stallion and Beyonce Savage. Um, I don't really I, look. I said Beyonce said, "Look, this is my song. If you want me to be on it, I'm gonna do all the background vocals. I'm gonna change the beat. I'm gonna add this, there, that." I said, "Girl, didn't the Queen come for it? She came for it. She she said, this is my song now, Meg.' <laughs> oh, Meg. And, Meg, and Meg was like, "Here you go, right? Exactly, happily." No, but I really lo- I like the remix. I was just gonna say I really like the you like the remix. I don't really like it, but um. Y'all know I'm not really a huge, huge, huge Beyonce fan. It's Chris Brown and Young Thug came out with an album together. It's I heard about it. It's not that good, but I mean, if y'all interested, Trey Songz also has a song with Summer Walker called "Back Home." I like that song, so that's what I've been listening to. Also, Insecure is back on. I don't know what y'all are watching in uh, quarantine, but Insecure is back on. If you got HBO, if you got a friend that got HBO, stream it. Okay, because it's been really good. Have you been watching it, Dana? 
Yes, I've been watching it, but first, I just want to say thank you to my best friend's dad. His name is Bill. I have been using Bill's Spectrum login for the past four years. <laughs> so anything I want to watch on cable, <laughs> I use my best friend's dad's login. So I just want to give a shout out to my best friend's dad for allowing me to watch Insecure. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, bitch, I've been watching it. Hasn't girl, this season has been so well written and funny. So well written and so funny. She is a genius. Every time I watch it, I'm just like, Issa, can I please be on your show? You're such a genius. Shout out to Issa Ray who writes yes. for her own show in Natasha Rothwell, who plays um what's her character's name? Um, damn, she's the funny friend. Yes, I know. I can't think of her. I can't think of her name, but she's hilarious. She plays. Oh my god, I I can't think of her name, but she plays the the funny friend, Issa's funny friend. She also writes for the show. It's been so good. Go it's been so so good. And um, Molly and um and Issa had an argument, and I, I was like, Do you think? Let me ask you this. Do you, who do you think? Okay, I'm gonna tell you who I think. Molly, I feel like is wrong. That's all I'm gonna say. If you haven't watched it, I'm gonna just say I feel like Molly is wrong. Who do you think is wrong, Dana? Give a give a breakdown on what the situation okay. is. Just so so okay, if y'all are watching, I hate to be a spoiler alert, but hey, um, we're like three episodes in now. The fourth one comes on on Sunday. Right now, Molly is mad at Issa because she feels like my Issa went to my you know Issa's doing this block party it passed okay she at her headliner Issa's headliner fell out and so she asked molly molly you know your dude that you're talking to the i don't know if he's vietnamese or what he is you know he works at live nation can you see if i can get this dude to come and be my headliner mom fell out you know they've already been kind of rocky they haven't been on the best communication terms so molly was like yeah i'll do it that's when she first asked her so then she came back uh, Issa called her and was like, "What's up, girl? What happened? Like, I know you got, you know, I know you got me a headliner." And Molly was like, "No, I didn't ask him." And she was like, "Wait, what?" And she was like, "You know, basically, she don't want to cross boundaries. She want to leave that. She wants to leave those two separate." And so Issa was like, "What the fuck?" So we get to the <laughs> we get to the um the day of the block party and mind you I, I'm like so proud I, I'm like go on Issa like this block party is lit and so you know they're kind of like trying to make up a little bit they ain't saying nothing but you know it's like an unspoken like let's squash the beef kind of when they was like doing a little lecture slide so that's over the th- the night is over and um. Molly goes to her dude and she was uh the some guy came over and was like, Hey, can you come back and talk to the guy who headline? And he alluded to, you know, him helping Issa. And she was like, Why would you go behind my back and help Issa when I told you I didn't want to or whatever? But his friend, which is also who's who Issa's talking to, she went to him and asked him. So at that point, you're no longer included. I asked my dude that I'm talking to if he could ask his friend, who just happens to be the dude that you're talking to, and he did it. You're my friend. I don't know why you wouldn't even do it in the first place. That don't got nothing to do with nothing. Or why you... First of all, I respected the boundary that you put in place. You said yeah. you didn't want to get involved, so I didn't involve you. I still got what I needed. Correct. Why... You are my friend, not not just friend. You are my best friend. Mm-hmm. Why don't you want to see me succeed? Mm-hmm. You literally, she literally left Issa 
out to dry and was just like figure it out. And I hated when Issa called her and was like, Can you help me? She's like, Look, did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do yeah. this? Like she's her mom or some shit. Like basically like make making her feel like, you know, damn, I can't do shit right. So I thought it was completely out of line for mm-hmm. Molly to get upset with Issa because what are you upset about? Like really? you told you told her you didn't want to get involved and she didn't involve you on purpose and everything worked out. The only beef is that you're beefing, but Molly is fucked up. She is. As you guys can see, like her thought process is like totally off. But when, when she and her um, Asian boyfriend, when they were having communication issues, I could understand her frustration. Like, I, I understood why she was frustrated with Issa for saying that she just was fun- looking for something to complain about. Because honestly, that's something that I would have concerned myself with too. Like, hey, I'm opening up to you and you're not really talking. So, you know, that's kind of weird. But <clears throat> all the other shit that Molly be on, like, the only thing this woman got is book smart. The way that she even doing her dad is like, are you Mental. fucking silly? Yep. What is wrong with you? That shit happened when you was what? Uh, knee high. <laughs> the family is together. We celebrating 20, 30 year anniversaries and you holding on to a grudge for what? Girl, let it go. And your mama not complaining? Your mama's still there? Your mama is happy. Like, who cares? And I don't like how Molly called her and he, she was like, you always need something. Like, you're from me. Okay, well, what are friends for? God damn it. Like, exactly. It's a mutual exactly. benefit. It's a mutually beneficial relationship. Okay, if I need you sometimes, I need you. You need me, like, but you gonna let me just fall and be done with it. So it was so funny because at the end, every uh somebody went off with a gun and you know <laughs> that was, it was funny. like it's a gun and it wasn't no gun. It was like people got a gun, but anyway. What was you about to say? I was gonna say that it's fucked up that it, Molly chose a time where she was mad at Issa to run down a list of all the things yes. that she's done for her. Like, that's not a real friend. A real friend would never say, oh, I've helped you out of the kindness of my friendship, but, you know, you're needy. Like, right. you know, fake ass bitches. Like, Molly's fake. She she even needs to go to therapy or get the fuck on. Like, I feel like to, at the beginning of the couple, the couple of episodes in the beginning you could kind of tell that Issa was kind of elevating to a different level in her life mm-hmm. I feel like Molly is a little no it's not a little bit Molly is low b- vibrational mm-hmm. so she only sees things in a certain way and her friendship with Issa is a little bit superficial in the sense that I feel as if Molly only likes Issa as a friend if Issa needs her Mm -hmm. or she can have that power, that authority over her, like, oh, you need me. You a needy bitch. Like, Mm -hmm. no, fuck that. Fuck that. Yeah, for real. I I agree with that totally. And I really hope that Lawrence and Issa, they kind of, kind of, you see what they trying to do? You know what I'm saying? I hope they, they he not with that girl no more. I know we like going on and on. I can talk on and on about Insecure. It's it's so well written. It's just, it's the best show. It's a really good show. Um, But I do want to mention real quick, y'all. Little Fires Everywhere came on. Did you watch Little Fires Everywhere with Carrie Washington and Reese Witherspoon? Girl, I have been watching PJ Masks, Peppa Pig, and (laughs) Little Baby Bomb. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I have been watching that too. 
y'all have to watch Little Fires Everywhere. Like, if I'm, like, an advocate, like, if I could be, that is, like, an excellent show. It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Please watch it. And then also, for life, I'm watching... Little Fires Everywhere, you can binge watch that. It's already came on. It's whatever. For life, it's executive produced by 50 Cent. That comes on ABC, but you can also watch it on Hulu. It's a really good show about a guy who is fighting for his life, who's innocent, he's in prison, he's been in there for like 10 years, and um, he was wrongly accused for doing something, for being a drug cart, a drug pen, um, or a kingpin, and he went to be, he's going to, he fought to be a lawyer, and so now he's fighting his own case to get himself out, and he also fights for other people to get out, like he represents other uh, people in the system and has gotten them off, so it's a really good show if y'all want to watch is it. Is that based on a true story? It is based on a true story. Okay. Yes. Because I feel like I've heard that story before. It's so good. So Little Fires Everywhere for Life and Secure. If y'all are watching anything, hit us up on, you know, the socials. Let us know. If y'all want me to talk about something, I can talk about that too, child. But that's all I have for the break room. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to our show this week. Let us know what you think about our new rollout, how mm-hmm. how you like our new website, our new logo, the new format. We're going to keep everything the exact same, me and Anessa, um, and we're going to keep doing this until you guys say, okay, y'all go home <laughs> but um yeah thank you guys so much for listening next week we have a really cool guest um coming in um talking about his adventures and entrepreneurship and trust me guys listen this is like a really good 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 guest that you definitely want to hear from so Stay on the lookout for that and um, give us some feedback, like comment on our Instagram, let us in our Facebook and all of that Twitter. Let us know how you like the new look. Um, And um, yeah, we love you. Love you guys. And uh, we'll see you guys next week.